You're listening to a From the Table episode of the St. Benedict's Table podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Howison. It's Lent 2020, and as has been our custom for the past 15 years, we set aside Wednesday evenings to gather people together for study, conversation, and prayer. This year we're getting together five times. We've invited different people from our community to talk about their own sense of call or vocation and to tell a bit of a story as to when that came to life for them. We're in the chapel at All Saints Church in Winnipeg. We're glad you joined us. Well, hello and welcome to our first in our Wednesday night Lenten series for 2020. Tonight we have Zoe Maddies and Karen Cornelius who will be speaking. Both are members of our congregation, active in a variety of ways, and Zoe also spends a decent chunk of her time working for Arasha Canada. And Karen is an artist and a printmaker with a particular passion for things connected to the environment and how to weave art and that passion together. So we're looking forward to hearing from both of you. Zoe, you can go first. Welcome here. So I'm hoping this will lead to some good discussion afterwards, but um, yeah, I wanted to tell you a little bit of my story and how I came to this idea of the vocation of caring for creation. And when I was thinking about how to prepare, I was thinking, hmm, how to introduce this? And I was thinking about my favorite places and my particular favorite place. And immediately an image popped into my mind. And I wonder, maybe you can think about this. uh, What do you think of when I say, what's your favorite place? Do you think of your bed, your home, your family cottage? Or maybe you picture a distant country with warm air and a salty seaside breeze. I don't know, it's different for everybody. For me, I picture Cash Island. Some of you may have been there, others may not, but Cache Island is an island on Shoal Lake in western Ontario, and I imagine myself in particular sitting on a rock under a cedar tree by the edge of the lake, and I'm looking south. It's sunny outside, and there are seagulls wheeling about on the winds, and the water is sparkling like all those diamonds Bruce Coburn sang about many years ago. Cache Island is a place that I love. And I love it because it has formed me and because I have a relationship with it. And that relationship was formed through many years, spending the summer exploring the lakes and forests around there, both as a camper at Manitoba Pioneer Camp and as a staff. More than 50 years ago, the Senegalese environmentalist Baba Dayoum suggested that one of the roots of the environmental problems we're facing is actually a crisis of affection. And to paraphrase him, he said, we won't save places we don't love, we can't love places we don't know, and we don't know places we haven't learned. So my thinking when I was younger, working as a staff and as a camper, wasn't this nuanced, and I didn't set out intentionally to learn the place of Cash Island but it was kind of inherent in the culture of the camp. We learned the names of the trees for fun, 
and we made sure to leave no trace as we camped because we wanted to ensure that we could continue enjoying it for the years to come. And all I knew then was that I loved creation and I knew that I also loved God. And I wasn't quite sure how those two connected. So in seeking to connect those two, I, um, I got involved with Arasha Canada. Some of you may know it, but others may not. Arasha is an international Christian organization engaging communities in the conservation of nature through community-based conservation projects, ecological monitoring and research, and environmental and theological education. Arasha has projects in 20 countries around the world, and in Canada is active in BC, Manitoba, and Ontario, with Manitoba being the new fledgling little project. So when I first got involved with Arasha, I had just graduated university, and I wanted to put my experience or my theoretical knowledge of international development into practice, but locally. So I became an intern in sustainable agriculture at Arasha. And through working in the garden and putting my hands in the dirt, I learned about the value of hard work and about how not only do I love the earth, but how the earth loves me back. Robin Wall Kimmerer, I don't know if any of you have read the book, um, Braiding Sweetgrass, has this wonderful chapter about working in the garden and talking to her students and asking them the question of whether or not they thought the earth loved them back. And for most of her students, they actually couldn't even think of that. It was a foreign concept to them. But I think when you work in the garden, that's one of the, the things that becomes immediately apparent. The earth loves you back when you put all your hard work and sweat and tears into this land, into the soil, and then you're blessed with a bounty of beans and tomatoes and carrots. And even better, when you can take that food that the earth has given to you and that you've helped produce and cook a meal for someone else and see the community form around that, it's, it's just something incredibly unique and special. And being an intern and doing that work on the farm, I think definitely shaped the trajectory of my life and my understanding of vocation. At Brooksdale in BC, you get to live and work in a community that's centered around the vocation of caring for creation. There are farmers, spiritual directors, educators, scientists, moms and dads, children, chefs, and administrators, all these different roles coming together all for the same goal of caring for the place that they're in. I think it can often feel daunting or overwhelming to think about the monumental task of caring for the earth when you're alone. And the rhetoric of climate change doesn't help. It tends to engage the problem through a scale that's outside of human understanding and even recognition. But in the scale of a community, and in particular in a local place where you can actually see the changes happening through the work that's, that you're doing, the idea of caring for the earth becomes an exercise in hope. And not a uh, passive hope, not just a waiting around, waiting for things to change, but one where you're, you're taking action and, and doing something. There's so much that can be done in and through a community. So Arasha also helped me to think theologically about this idea of vocation of creation, care. In a sense, I learned to read the Bible through an ecological lens. 
and I found that it has a lot to say about creation, and it starts right at the beginning. In Genesis 2, verse 15, we hear that God has created humankind and has told them to care for and keep the creation. And the verbs that are used here in Hebrew are abad and shamar. This kind of blew me away when I found it out. Abad is translated in other places in the Bible as care for, serve, or bless. It's the same verse used in Joshua 24:15. But for me and my household, we will serve, or abad, the Lord. And the second verb, shamar, is often translated keep, observe, or even protect. And it takes the metaphor in a slightly different direction. What was Israel primarily commanded to keep? Torah, or the law. You might recall the blessing which we sometimes receive as a benediction. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord abad and shamar you. So just as God cares for and keeps humans as image bearers, humans are called to care for and keep creation. So I think that fundamentally one of our human vocations is to care for the earth, and not in a domineering or dominating way, as it has sometimes been understood, but a way that all creation can flourish as God would have it right from the beginning. And I think about the passages in Romans 8, where it speaks of creation groaning in frustration, waiting for the children of God to be revealed. So maybe creation is waiting for us to listen to those groans, waiting for us to pay attention, and finally become the earth keepers we were meant to be in the beginning. St. Benedict's Table is a Christian community of rational inquiry. It's a place where truth is sought and heard. It's where dissent and dialogue are embraced as part of the process of discernment. Join the conversation by subscribing to this podcast. Find out more at www.stbenedictstable.ca. So I feel called to care for and about creation as part of my daily life. The call to creation care for me includes rejoicing in the beauty and wonder of the natural world, concern for our planet and the health and welfare of all living things, and taking careful and responsible actions to heal our our world. I find wonder in the natural world I was privileged to grow up in some of the most magnificent natural environments on Earth, from the lush tropical rainforests, dense with flora and fauna in the Congo, to the big sky and endless savanna populated by exotic wildlife in Kenya. Every morning during my high school, I woke up to the magnificent view of Mount Longanut, an extinct volcano majestically standing in the Rift Valley. In those days, I could see the giraffe and other wildlife roaming the plains. I could hike out from the school to experience calabus monkeys in the trees and wander through the natural wild forests with streams and waterfalls. In Ottawa, when we lived there, we could hike in the Gatineau Hills. In Manitoba, I've connected with the wonder of the big sky and the unique light and colors of the prairies. 
It's easy to feel awe and wonder if you're surrounded by natural beauty. Even as city dwellers, although we ha sometimes have to work harder to get to places that fill us with wonder, we can find wonder in our gardens, in our daily walks on the city streets, enjoying the trees and the birds and the wonder of, of the natural world. When my children were born in Ottawa 30-some years ago, I began to seriously take note of my personal responsibility related to the health of our world and how this would affect my children's health and what kind of world they would inherit. In Ottawa, I became friends with other parents who were considering the same issues. One of the things that we thought about and something we could do something about was what we ate and where our food came from and how much packaging was involved. Together, we encouraged each other to take very practical action, such as growing some of our own food comp and composting our food waste. We bought our milk in glass bottles from a local farmer who recycled our empty bottles and exchanged them for full ones once a week. We joined together and arranged to have veggies delivered once a week in the summer by a local couple who farmed the land just outside of Ottawa. We prepared some of this food for the winter by canning and freezing. We formed a food co-op for dry goods and created a playgroup to coincide with the delivery of our order once a month in a church hall. This reduced extra packaging and plastic bags, and this group of moms and our families became a strong influence and source of encouragement. Our focus was the health of our children and our world. When I moved to Winnipeg, I felt lost without this strong support system. The support and encouragement of others is critical as we strive to live out our call to creation care. In Winnipeg, I discovered CSAs that link city folks with the source of our food and the Good Food Club in Winnipeg and have become active in informing our political leaders through email and attending climate strikes that I care about the health of our environment. My call to creation care includes my vocation as a visual artist and a printmaker. For more than 30 years, I've been investigating more environmentally responsible and safer printmaking methods without sacrificing high-quality results. Recently, I've become very concerned about the present blatant disregard for science and human complicity in global warming. The UN report on climate change motivated me to take the images of violent weather I was making and use these images to start a conversation about climate change. I engaged, as you know, with the artists at St. Ben's in the art group, and I invited members from the congregation to participate in a performative liturgy where we created a collaborative artwork as a way to focus our attention on how our attitudes and actions affect each other and our planet. I want to be part of a faith community that provides a supportive, positive social framework where we can take care of each other while caring for creation. A place where we can share climate-friendly ideas, actions, behaviors, and solutions, where we can share things that, are, that we are doing to heal our planet that are easy and convenient, and other things that are more challenging. Everything 
is interconnected, and every little thing we do to care for creation makes a difference. We can model new habits, behaviors, and share success stories. We can talk with each other and share new innovations. We can share innovations in renewable energy successes. We can encourage each other to become active advocates and let our leaders know how much we want to address the health of our planet. Climate change is about the risk to our health, the health of our families, and the health of our world. We need to act in ways to ensure ourselves against unwanted outcomes. I would like to work together to embrace opportunities that improve our quality of life and protect our water, air, our food, and soil, ourselves, and all living beings. I would like to create opportunities to share the positive things that we are doing and the solutions that are working as we seek to live out our call to care for all creation. I welcome, as a group, a discussion on how best we can do this at St. Ben's. Thank you, Zoe and Karen. For those of us who are in the room tonight, we're going to have a chance to move into asking some questions of Karen and Zoe and then also a group discussion. But if you're listening in on the podcast, Karen mentioned her performative liturgy, and there is a video of that available on our website. And Zoe also spoke in our Idea Exchange series earlier this year, and um, that's been podcasted. So both of those things are also available, and we can put those links in the show notes. So thank you very much. And that's a wrap on this week's conversation. Thanks for joining us. For a little more information, please consult the show notes or visit us online at stbenedictstable.ca.